the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. The first trucks carrying that COVID-19 vaccine for widespread use in the U.S. rolled out of a Michigan manufacturing plant this morning on their way to the states. Many states will have it by sometime tomorrow. And those states are getting a tracing app to talk to each other as the virus continues. Virginia's public health department says the state's contact tracing app now interacts with several nearby states. This means users can rely on the state's COVID-wise app to inform them if they've come into contact with someone who's tested positive for the coronavirus in nearby states like North Carolina, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Maryland. Nearly all states using the exposure notification technology can now inform users in other states if they have been exposed to the virus. Virginia was the first state in the country to adopt the technology. Keith Peters reporting. This is SRN News. Larry Elder wants the Democrats to look in the mirror. The reaction that the Republicans have given so far to this election would be tame compared to the reaction the Democrats would be giving if the shoe were on the other foot. And you know it. You're telling me the Democrats would be saying, well, you know, we're just going to let it go and let Donald Trump win the election. Are you kidding me? There'd be blood in the streets. The Larry Elder Show. Afternoons at 5 on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Whether you're listening from outside the Twin Cities or in AM1280, The Patriot. My name is Brian. For the weather today, it's going to be a high 28 and snowy. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle is back, and we're looking to pay your rent or mortgage for all next year. You can enter once a day at am1280thepatriot.com. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle is brought to you by Tom and Tiny of a new American funding. on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take a phone call at 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. That's hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, what is it? Uh, 12, if my math is right, 12 shopping days until Christmas and not a uh, drop of snow on the ground. Brian, I wasn't listening raptly to your uh, 
weather forecast. Are we getting any snow this week? Do we know? Oh, uh, we're supposed to get some today, later in the day. Oh, really? Today? Yeah, okay. But so far, looking outside doesn't really look like anything's coming down so far. All right. Well, we shall see. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not a big fan of the uh, bitter, bitter cold. I don't mind snow at all, uh, especially when I don't have to drive in it. But uh, the bitter, bitter cold I could do without. And thus far, you know, been 20s, 30s. Heck, we I think we had 50 degrees last week. So I'll take that. I'll ride it out as long as we possibly can as uh, we have uh, 18 more days until 2020 ends again. I've said it before on this show. I know that many people are anticipating the end of 2020 and are saying, "Oh, I can't wait to leave this year in the rearview mirror." Well, again, things aren't going to magically get better in 2021. Although there is cause for hope, there's cause for optimism, as we heard at uh, Salem Radio Network News at the top of the hour. The first uh, shipments of the uh, coronavirus vaccine uh, has gone out and left the Pfizer facility. So. You know, uh, there is definitely some hope that uh, this hopefully this works and we can start, you know, st- congregating again in this in the in the spring of 2021, definitely before the summer. Uh, I know my wife and I have some trips planned in the spring and, and uh, as well as around Memorial weekend. So hopefully, uh, you know, things get better. And again, it's not it's not about us. I get that. But there are a lot of people who you know just want to see their friends and family again, you know, and that's what we thrive on is that uh is that camaraderie in that uh, in that um, congregation, if you will? So uh, we hope and pray that it uh, works out. Uh, I, I do want to address uh, the Supreme Court case, uh, the where the uh, uh, state of Texas brought a lawsuit forth uh, challenging the results in four states: Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, and Wisconsin. Uh, when this suit was filed last week, I follow closely a lot of uh, legal experts that basically said the case was dead on arrival. If anything, it was uh, put together rather shabbily by Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, and a lot of people surmise that Paxton, who uh, it was revealed last week, is uh, under and uh, is being investigated for, I don't know, some on a, some, I, I don't remember the charges, doesn't really matter, but the point is people thought that Paxton brought this lawsuit forth in order to ingratiate himself with President Trump, and then President Trump might pardon him before he leaves office on January 20th. That's, you know, if you want to call that a conspiracy theory, if you want to call that connecting the dots, what have you, that was kind of the, that was kind of the general sentiment because people said, well, that has to be it. Because this case is so shabbily put forth, it's not going to get get the light of day at the Supreme Court. And uh, this story from FoxNews.com, after the lawsuit or after the Supreme Court denied to hear the case, uh, here's the uh, here's a quote from the Supreme Court: uh, "The state of Texas's motion for leave to file a bill of complaint is denied for lack of standing under Article Three of the Constitution." The Supreme Court's order reads. Texas has not demonstrated a judicially cognizable interest, <clears throat> excuse me, in the manner in which another state conducts its elections. All other pending motions are dismissed as moot. The order does not foreclose on uh, any other pending or future election appeals at the Supreme Court, but time is running out. The states meet uh, on Monday, December 14th, for the Electoral College exercise. And for those of you keeping track at home, tomorrow is December 14th. And on January 6th, there will be a joint session of the House and Senate 
to count the electoral votes and certify President-elect Joe Biden as the winner. Justices Samuel Alito and Clarence Thomas did say uh, they would have heard the case without granting other relief, like issuing an injunction on electoral proceedings. They added that they expressed no view on any other issue. Uh, So moments after the court's decision, President Trump tweeted one of his new campaign videos questioning uh, elections integrity. Look, this is... um, Well, time is running out, obviously. And again, tomorrow the electors will cast their votes and Joe Biden will get north of 270 and he'll be officially the president-elect. And again, uh, just an aside, why are are some people so morally offended that he's called the president-elect after he uh, garnered north of 270 electoral votes after election night? We get that the electors haven't voted. But Donald Trump was called President-elect Trump before the electors voted in 2016. So I, I, I don't get why people are just getting, the, uh, just getting the vapors over Biden being called President-elect. That just doesn't make sense to me. But again, that's an aside. Uh, Andrew McCarthy, one of, uh, who writes at National Review, he was one of the legal uh, scholars, uh, uh, legal beagles, if you will, who I follow religiously and take advice face value what he has to say. And I'll just read an excerpt from his piece uh, at uh, National Review after the uh, Supreme Court refused to hear the case. If Texas Republicans want the votes of other states stricken because those states failed to follow the letter of their legislature's election laws, let them stand up and object. And in doing so, explain why Texas's own electoral votes should still be counted, even though their own governor unilaterally changed election law. Okay, that's a key point here. Texas is is alleging that those states named in the in the lawsuit, Georgia, Arizona, Michigan, and Wisconsin, was that the, was uh was that the four? Let me make sure. No, uh, not Arizona, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, and Wisconsin. They're alleging, well, they uh, they you uh, they didn't go through the legislative process to uh, change their election law. Well, neither did Texas. And yet, Texas was willing to file suit against those states for not doing something, or for doing something, I should say, that Texas did. And again, I'm no legal scholar, but to the layperson, that just doesn't quite pass the smell test. Anyways, I'll continue with Andrew McCarthy at National Review. If congressional Republicans are adamant that the votes of the people of Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Georgia are illegitimate, let them stand up and object and see if they ever win another election in those states again. Let Republicans try to explain to the country why, uh, why what they propose to do to states that vote for a Democratic candidate won't result in Democrats disenfranchising states that vote for a Republican candidate. With President Trump refusing to accept defeat and his core supporters stoked by hysterical claims that the election has been stolen— as opposed to righteous concerns that election integrity needs shoring up, Republicans are walking a razor's edge. They do not want to court the wrath of Trump supporters, so they are supporting the unsupportable. Besides 18 states, well over 100 Republican House members have now expressed support for Texas's gambit. They may calculate that this is a cost-free gesture, but it is not. It eggs on the president's tirades and intensifies his supporters' stop-the-steal zeal. 
With the court declining to entertain the Texas lawsuit, however, and the Electoral College voting on Monday, what then? Are Republicans ready for what they are teeing up on January 6th? Have they thought this through? Are they ready to have the Republican Party identified with the disenfranchisement of millions of Americans? Are they ready for a new kind of United States in which we invalidate each other's votes, in which we roll the dice on how states will coexist once they start trying to disenfranchise each other? After the Electoral College votes, which again is tomorrow, there will be no more pleading with courts to take the explosive actions. After that, we're down to plain old self-government by accountable politics. Here's hoping that's when we step back from the brink. Well, one thing I'll say is I'm not really interested in hearing left-of-center voters and left-of-center politicos uh, and their uh, pearl-clutching over the litigation that the Trump campaign is bringing and how they're attempting to undermine a, a fair and uh, democratic election. Not not really interested in for the, from those people because these were the same people that were tweeting out a YouTube video of a bunch of vapid celebs trying to encourage electors not to vote for Donald Trump because, in their opinion, he was too dangerous to assume the Oval Office. Because President Trump, back in 2016, got 200, or excuse me, 306 electoral votes. And this PSA, it's still probably out there on YouTube, said if just 27 of you decide not to vote for Donald Trump, okay, uh, of the 306, 27 of you decide not to vote for Donald Trump, he won't assume the White House. We're not asking you to vote for Hillary Clinton. Pfft, BS. Yes, you are. But there, there, the idea was is that this could that was a tactic to keep Trump out of office. You were and, and, and some of these electors were doxxed, where their private information was released to the public. So again, if you were tweeting out that video of that public service announcement on how to circumvent the Electoral College, not really interested in hearing your complaints and your outrage and your pearl clutching at this point in time. Not interested. In fact, up until Election Day, many of these same people were saying Donald Trump was a was an illegitimate president. So, again, not really interested in hearing your complaints. The bottom line is, tomorrow the Electoral College casts its votes, and they will cast, the, and, and again, Joe Biden will receive north of 270. It's fait accompli. Now, the president went on record when he was asked about this, I think a week or two ago, if the Electoral College votes and Joe Biden gets more than 270, would you then leave the White House on January 20th? And he essentially said, yeah, uh, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't I? So then President Trump at least sounded willing to acquiesce to the results, even if he didn't like them. And even though he will still put forth tweets going after individuals who he feel are disloyal to him. And again, this is probably and, and people are just scratching their heads like, why would more than 100 Republicans in the House, you know, show approval for this lawsuit? And it's quite simple that they believe they don't believe at their core that this election was stolen. That's just my opinion. I don't think they believe that this election was stolen, but they know they still need the people who voted for Trump in order for Republicans to win future elections. That's at least that's what they believe. And so, therefore, they don't want to alienate Trump and his supporters. And Andrew McCarthy points that out in this piece, that uh, these 100 Republican House members, you know, they may calculate this is a cost-free gesture, but it's not. 
because that will continue to be to be brought up in the future if if Trump uh, once Trump leaves the off uh, Oval Office. And so uh, but my concern is and this is something Eric Erickson brought up. Eric Erickson is someone I've cited a lot on the show, uh, founder of redstate.com, the resurgent.com. And he is uh, stationed in Georgia, has a does two radio shows every day in Georgia and is an elections law lawyer. So what Eric Erickson has to say about election law and Georgia politics, I'm going to take at face value. And President Trump's attacks on elected officials in Georgia is very, very counterproductive. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about that. And be here to take your phone calls as well. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with another edition or another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. He came from somewhere back in how long ago. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free radio.com app. Tall onion plumbing and drains. Legendary service, install and repair. We'll fix anything with legendary care. Whoever said an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure might have been dealing with a clogged drain line. Call Paul Bunyan Plumbing and Drains now for a complete line checkup. Paul Bunyan will use their camera to see exactly what's going on. They'll clean the main line for $175 or a secondary line for just $125 with no trip charge. Certain restrictions apply. For details, visit heypaul.com. We're Diamond and Silk, and we have a new book coming out called Uprising. The Awakening of Diamond and Silk. No one we grew up with could have dreamed of what we have been able to accomplish. Our mother was born in poverty to sharecroppers. She was living the American nightmare. So for us, the American dream meant not only the freedom to find love and follow our faith. Freedom meant not letting anyone else define who we are, what we can do, or who we should vote for. In Uprising, we talk about the world we grew up in and what led us to rebel against that world. And how rebellion led us to speak out on politics and reach millions of viewers and how you can reach others too. You've seen us. And you've heard us. Now read all about us in Uprising. Uprising, the new book by Diamond and Silk. Available at Amazon or wherever books are sold. Hi everybody, this is Dennis Prager. I'm headed back to Israel in October 2021 for a 10-day Stand With Israel tour of the key sites and best places meant to give you an unprecedented view of a world you've likely only read or heard about. Come home inspired, renewed, and empowered by the experience. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity. Come with me in 2021 by calling 855-565-5519 or book online at standwithisraeltour.com. Get a great gift for the truck owner in your life for half price from Rhino Linings and AM 1280 The Patriot. Tough Grip Rhino Lining is recognized as the world's number one spray-on truck bed liner. Regular price $500. Yours now for half off, $250. It's the perfect gift for the hunter, fisherman, landscaper, any truck owner on your list. There are a limited number available. Find details on the Patriot website under half price offers or call the Patriot now to get your Rhino truck bed liner. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like stars and stripes. 
Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. It's hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, do have a caller on the line. We'll uh, get to our caller right away and then uh, move on to other topics. Dan and Hopkins is online one. Dan, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, Brad. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Your show. Thank you. Say, um, yeah. You know, I believe, unless I'm misunderstanding Rudy Giuliani, he has not been able to present all of the evidence in any court of law thus far. So all the evidence, all the affidavits, all the video evidence that we all saw on YouTube of the fraud going on in Georgia with them pulling ballots from or cases from underneath tables after the media and the poll watchers were removed. Not true. And what do you mean it's not true? It's not true. What, what those what, what, what those no, those were not suitcases. Those were the those were the lock boxes where the ballots go into after they're scanned in the machines and they remain in those lock boxes until they're ready to be counted. And then when they're unlocked, they can't be locked again. So therefore they all have to be counted in front of observers and there were still observers remaining in the room there when those ballots were. No, that's not true. That is not true. Well, they, it was, they, actually, they pulled them out, and then they were re, they were down video. It shows them re-scanning many, multiple times the same ballots and then pulling out USB drives and, and putting them in their pocket. That's not true. You know, so I, what do you mean it's not true? They it's were, all on they camera. Were, they were, yeah, they were, well, so people are going to cheat in front of a camera? They're not very good at this, if that's they the case. No, they didn't know that those are security cameras. Come on. They were unaware of. Come on. So 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 you're saying the, those boxes, those suitcases were empty and they were putting ballots? No, 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 no. Those were not suitcases. Those now. were not suitcases. What those were were the lock boxes beneath the ballot machines. So when the ballots are scanned, they go into these lock boxes, and then when they open up those lock boxes, they, they then count the ballots to substantiate what the machine count says. That's what those so were. You, those were not suitcases of blank ballots. That is false. That is emphatically they false. Were, so they were, they, were, they were not running ballots through machines without observers? There were observers there. They, once those, they were once those, out. Maybe they were no, all they out. Weren't. Was a, no, they weren't. The, the people who were there initially scanning the ballots, their work was done. They were allowed to go home if they wanted to. What was remaining were the observers, because there needs to be Republican and Democrat observers present. Observers. Yes, there were. When they open the when box, they, pull, they have to. They, there has to be observers present when they open the box. Yes, there were, and you can't lock the box again once there, it's unlocked. So there's video evidence of observers watching all of the ballots being processed. Yes. So what was it? So the so the the boxes they were pulling out were after all the votes were counted. These were the boats that were scanned through the scanning machines, and then they dropped down into a lockbox where they remained locked up until they're done scanning the ballots. And so what you so, saw I mean, Rudy were not— Gio- Rudy, Rudy Giuliani, who's an attorney, more familiar with this than you and I both are, why is he saying something else? Is he lying? Well, I, I don't think he has all the facts straight, or he's just wanting to perpetuate I mean, something. I mean, he's, he's like the, the lead attorney who's saying he doesn't have the facts straight. That's why—that's what's really puzzling about what you're saying is because— you're you're completely contradicting what Rudy Giuliani and the team, Lynn Wood, all of them, I think something completely opposite. Well, Either they're lying or we're misinformed or well, you're misinformed. You know what I'm saying? That's my point, Brad. 
I don't know where you're getting the information that you have, but why is it so contrary to everything that Rudy Giuliani and the team? Rudy wouldn't lie about it. What would there's no? I'm not saying you would lie. lie about it. Lying is saying you're willfully misstating a fact. I'm not saying Rudy's, Rudy is doing that. I'm saying he's misconstruing what was on there. And if you're going to allege fraud like they by are, who, by, the, by the, the onus is on them. The onus is on them to prove that there was fraudulent activity. So they talked to the people at the Secretary of State's office. The Secretary of State's office came forth and said, this is what happened. This is what you saw. Yeah, here, but, here is all of this. So you're, and, you're and the, Raffensperger over Rudy. You're saying Raff, Raffensperger, who has not been transparent, who's, and has made a deal with, um, what's her face, uh, Abrams, Behind the scenes, an unlawful. Now you're agreement. getting. To, I don't but entertain. I don't entertain kooky conspiracy theories. If you're te- if you're saying these Georgia Republicans are in cahoots with Stacey Abrams, that's just kooky conspiracy theories. I'm not willing to entertain. Sorry, not 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 doing it. Not doing it. That, that those are kooky conspiracy theories. I, I mean, what what incentive do elected Republicans in the state of Georgia have to keep Donald Trump out of the White House? That, that, that has never made any sense to me. And it's because people are living in this bubble that where they just can't imagine. I can't imagine no one would vote. Why would you vote for down ticket Republicans, but then not vote for Trump or worse, vote for Joe Biden? Well, people have their reasons and they're going to be different from ours. I can't imagine why people would do that either. But I'm a, I'm a staunch partisan. OK, so, Dan, I, I appreciate the call, but. Again, uh, Eric Erickson, who is an elections law lawyer and is as plugged into Georgia politics as any, knows the people who work in the secretary of state's office. And he got all of this information uh, from these people directly and explained. In fact, I'll post it in Dan, If you're interested, I'll post it on the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Remind me to do that. I will post you the article that indicates what was seen. It was not suitcases of ballots that were brought in that were pre uh, programmed for Joe Biden and then slid through and then encountered for Biden. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. And again, I'm not saying Rudy Giuliani is lying. I'm saying that he is misconstruing what took place. And again, when you're going to allege widespread voter fraud, the onus is on the accusers to prove those claims. It's probably a pretty high threshold. And again, no one can explain to me how you could you would openly cheat in front of cameras. That doesn't make sense. I don't get that. So uh, I, I did um, want to, but along those lines, I did want to talk more about uh, the situation down in Georgia. And this is something, you know, speaking of Eric Erickson, he hosts a radio show down in Georgia every day from 8 to 11 Central Time. I stream it every day on uh, his Facebook page if you're interested in following along. Uh, and he taught, he brought up something that I hadn't considered, but it is a concern. And that is with the continued denigration of Governor Brian Kemp, Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan, and Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. Uh, it's going to incite someone who's a little mentally unstable to do commit unspeakable acts. And this is what this is what's bothersome. And the president is complicit in this. Like I'll, I'll go back to a, a post he put on Facebook on uh, this would have been Thursday morning. Uh, he actually quoted somebody. Uh, People are upset, and they have a right to be. Georgia not only supported Trump in 2016, uh, but now. This is the only state in the Deep South that went for Biden? Have they lost their minds? This is going to escalate dramatically. 
This is a very dangerous moment in our history. The fact our country is being stolen, a coup is taking place in front of our eyes, and the public can't take this anymore. And Trump was quoting a Trump fan at a Georgia rally on One American News Network. Because I guess Fox is now the devil incarnate, so everybody's going to One American News Network and Newsmax. Uh, I mean, this this is going to, I'm sorry, folks, this is going to lead to some problems. It just takes one mentally unstable person to internalize that, believe their country is being stolen, and the only way to prevent it to being stolen is to go after the people responsible for this. And President Trump keeps pointing to the elected officials in Georgia. He's constantly taking shots at Brian Kemp. He says, what's Brian? Every day, every day last week, President Trump was like, well, what's Brian Kemp hiding? Why isn't he asking for a signature audit? And, I, and it's been explained over and over and over and over again. If there is somebody in the Trump campaign who keeps encouraging Trump to go with this drumbeat of a signature audit, that person needs to be fired. But it's not somebody encouraging Trump to do this. Trump's just doing it all, all on his own because they don't understand the scope of what he's asking for. So I'll explain it again real quick. The signature audit, that ship has sailed. That had to take place before Election Day. Because if you're going to match signatures on ballot envelopes, they have to be matched to the signatures on the application to be sure that the proper person casts the vote. And the signature audit was done. In fact, they added an extra step where someone who applied to get an absentee ballot, they matched the signature on the application to the signature on their voter registration card or their driver's license, which is in the state's database. That was an extra step they took. And then once they match that signature, say, okay, this person is genuinely, this is a legit person asking for ballot. Then they send the ballot, the absentee ballot, and then they match the signature on the absentee ballot envelope with the signature on the application. And once that matches, then they process the absentee ballot. The time to challenge that was at that point when they were doing the signature matches. And members of the Republican Party, Georgia Republican Party, were asked, hey, do you have anybody that want to come observe these? And they declined, or they didn't think enough of it. And it's only after they lost, they said, well, we need an audit of the signatures. It's too late. The ballot has been separated from the envelope that had the signatures. How are you going to determine what ballot goes with what envelope now? Because we still have secret ballots in this country. We still get to vote in secret. That's still a sacred right. We come back. I'll talk a little bit more about this and take your call. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. It's me, Brad Carlson, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Election fraud, radical abortion rights, open borders, riots in our streets, and regime changes in other nations. Meet George Soros, an atheist and one of the most dangerously influential people in America, pouring millions of dollars into the leftist agenda, instigating society's demoralization to control a free people and destroy the foundations of Christianity and our constitutional order. Watch the new film, Billionaire Radical, George Soros and the Scheme to Remake America. Online at SalemNow.com. See the movie that George Soros and the far left don't want you to see. Learn the truth and prepare to be shocked. Billionaire Radical, George Soros and the Scheme to Remake America. Online at SalemNow.com for just $9.99 or buy the DVD for just $12.99. Visit SalemNow.com and use promo code MINNEAPOLIS to save 20%. 
Get a $4,000 whole house water softener system for just $2,000 through this special offer from Commerce Water and this station. The Vortex whole house water softener from Commerce Water eliminates hardness and chlorine with just one tank, saving you money, water, and resources. The result is crystal clear, soft, odor-free water. There's only one of these half-price water systems. Go to this station's website, click on the More tab, then half-price offers, or call the station now at 651-289-4413. Here are the facts. Your business needs leads and sales. There are potential customers online right now looking for what you do. Will they find you or your competitor? You need Salem Surround. Having to do your own digital marketing while trying to manage your business, well, there's just not enough time in the day. You need Salem Surround. You're doing all you can to market your business, but are you sure you have the right strategy or seeing a great return on investment? You need Salem Surround. The marketing team here at Salem Surround is ready to help your business now. We'll design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies, using everything in our toolkit to work for you. Digital, audio, mobile, even audience-engaging contests and promotions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. I was strung out on heroin and I laid out flat on the side road and I waited for a car to run me over. Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge has saved my life and I get to start over. I get a second chance. You are not alone and you can take the first step towards freedom from addiction by calling Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge at 612-FREEDOM or you can text MNTC to 900-900 or go online to mntc.org slash not alone. Welcome back, AM twelve eight Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N A R N Show for any comments or questions. Always we appreciate tuning in. Uh, by the way, I if you want to go to the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, uh, I did post the piece. Uh, with a fact check, uh, video from Georgia does not show suitcases filled with ballots suspiciously suspiciously pulled from under a table, and poll watchers were not told to leave. So, if you want to go to the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, look at uh, look at uh, read that story for yourself, and see if it satisfies your curiosity. See if uh, if that makes sense to you, and you're willing to acknowledge that uh, those were not suitcases full of ballots. And if not, I I guess I can't help you. Uh, we do want to get it to a call quick. Don in Albertville is on line one. Don, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hi, how are you doing today? Great, thanks. I, I take exception with you guys don't see the broader picture in this situation. I've been an election judge in Minneapolis for more than a decade now. And back in like 2010, I saw this video on YouTube called Proof of Election Fraud from the Horse's Mouth, which is essentially a computer programmer testifying before some legislative body that his company was approached by a congressperson to write code to allow them to flip any election 5149. I, at a training session back in like 2010 or 2012, said, you know, we're spending all this time about how we need to count the ballots and make sure all the ballots all balance out and so we can count for them all at the end of the day. And I said, 
who audits the code? Who audits the computer code? And I knew nothing about an opinion at that point in time. I was just saying, geez, there's a computer programmer saying some elected official asked them to write code to rigged elections. We should audit the code. And the group laughed at me the first time back in 2010, 2012. I pressed, I pressed, I was told that, oh, we just trust them. And then it's proprietary. And each year I would bring it up. And finally, this year, I said, I'm going to make us think about this this year. Because I'm hearing too much about how um, there's only like three or three to five companies in the world that make these electronic ballot boxes, that these electronic ballot boxes were used in Venezuela to steal that election, which created that mess. And so I said, hey, we need to do something about this. So at a training session this year, I tried to bring it up, and the instructors and everybody basically shouted me down. So then I contacted supervisors and thought that I said, hey, we need to have a discussion amongst the election judges let them see this. Let them determine whether this is something we should be concerned about because you guys are saying we should just trust the companies producing this, this code. Right. <clears throat> and after a series, and I said, well, can we have a meeting? They said no. Can I get the email address so I can send the information to the other election judges? They said no. I said, is there a way? Don't you think this is important? And they said no. And they started escalating towards writing up stuff to – get me fired as an election judge because I wanted to make sure every election judge in Minneapolis knew about this video so they could establish truth for themselves using their own observations and reasoning. You explain to me how an election judge, isn't that my job to make sure the integrity in elections, mm-hmm. they're trying to get me fired. And guess who they didn't call for the November 4th election? Me. Why do you think that is? Don't you think I'm raising a legitimate point? And how do you explain their behavior? And I wrote to Hennepin County Elections and the Secretary of State. None of them seemed to be concerned. And didn't we just have the big issue about Dominion? And I was raising this thing for 10 years Mm -hmm. before I ever heard the word Dominion. Don't you think we should be auditing the code? Appreciate the call, Don. Thank you. I, you know, I'm the furthest uh, uh, expert from technology and how code can be uh, changed and and whatnot. So, yeah, I'm I would be speaking out of my depth if I tried to uh, offer an opinion on that. But I, I apologize that that happened to you, Don. That shouldn't have happened to you for raising uh, legitimate concerns. And this is a part of a greater narrative in that you know we need to get the right people in office, particularly the Secretary of State's office. I know back in 2014, maybe it was 20, yeah, 2014, uh, we, we almost had a Republican elected office lost by one point. Uh, because, you know, one-party rule, that kind of stuff can be squashed. Yeah, that that's an issue, particularly uh, in our state, to, to be sure. Uh, as far as the technology writing code and whatnot, I'm not familiar with the technological aspect on that. So for me to try to uh, to comment on that, um, you know, I'll leave it to the experts. The uh, expert witness you indicated that was uh, uh, giving that uh, sworn testimony. Uh, we do have uh, another phone call that we want to get to, to line two, Mark in St. Louis Park. Mark, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 
Brad, thanks for taking my call. Yes, I think uh, I'm not going to get into arguing about the legal aspects of this. That would take hours. But I guess I'm going to explain as a, as, a, as a fan of Donald Trump. I'm 62 years old. He's been the greatest president of my lifetime. Kept his promise on immigration, trade, et cetera, et cetera. But it's kind of like a, not a rock, but a boulder was lifted up. And for, for 99% of us, we didn't realize how messed up the system is. You got no signature checks, no citizen checks, no residency checks, no age checks, no criminal record checks, not, no check to see if you're dead or alive. We're learning this stuff. We have consent decrees, which are outrageous, uh, put together by all all people of one persuasion. Uh, hundreds of uh, hundreds of election witness statements talking about irregularities or fraud. Um, we have uh, even the New York Secretary of Elections, equivalent to our Secretary of State, doesn't trust mail-in voting. He said it's, it's way too susceptible to fraud. Right. So I think we're, the average person is learning so much and how much compromised the system is. And we can argue about the legality of a Donald Trump's lawsuits, but this system is broken. And that's why I think the never-Trumpers and the Democrats have to understand why we're so pissed. The system's broken, Brad. I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, good stuff, Mark. I appreciate that. That's, the, in my opinion, the one uh, positive to come out of this uh, what was otherwise dumpster fire performances by Trump's legal team, because this is the stuff they should have been focused on. But instead, they just throw out unsubstantiated rumors and wild conspiracy theories that were kicked. And when they would bring the actual case to court, well, we're not here to talk so much about specific cases of fraud as much as we are this, that, and the other thing. And then we'd divert to something else. And that wasn't helpful. But this, yeah, you're exactly right. And this is also where the legislatures have to take the onus because there were states that where they unilaterally changed election laws. They tried to do it here. The secretary of state tried to broker a deal with some sort of uh, uh, political group. I forget who it was. And he got his finger slapped and said, no, you're not allowed to accept. You're not allowed, you know, whether you're allowed to accept ballots three days after Election Day, as long as they're postmarked by Election Day, that's irrelevant. The fact is, is that you usurped your authority. That's under the purview of the legislature. And it got changed. And it, thankfully, the courts saw that and uh, reverted back to the legislature's uh, decision, which is the way it should be. So, yeah, this is the stuff that is needs to be a drumbeat. And Republicans still hold a tremendous amount of legislatures across the country. And this is something that absolutely has to be on their agenda next legislative sessions and to move forward. And yeah, the mail-in voting that has to go away. That has to go away um, because there, there, there's no reason for it. There is plenty of opportunities to cast your vote safely in person or via absentee. Absentee has been around forever. I did it once back in 2000 and it was, it was not an issue. So appreciate the call, Mark. Thanks uh, so much. Uh, I do want to, uh, kind of bounce off what I was saying about in Georgia with the president, you know, going after these Georgia elected officials, particularly Brian Kemp, picking fights with Brian Kemp when Brian Kemp has no constitutional authority to really do anything. The signature uh, audit, that ship has sailed. Like I said, a hundred times, it's it's sailed. It's go- it can't happen. It, it it cannot happen. And calling a special session of the legislature, what is that going to accomplish? They're going to try to try to fix things for this upcoming Georgia runoff elections on January 5th. Can't do that. The election is already underway. You legally, constitutionally cannot change election law pertaining to an election that is literally in process. So what is the point of calling a special session? And again, 
this this just appears to me that the president is trying to absolve himself of all responsibility. Because if both Senators Perdue and Leffler, the Republicans, win and the Republicans maintain control of the Senate, then you can say, well, Georgia wanted Republicans in every office, you know, state House, state Senate, uh, U.S. House, U.S. Senate. But they wanted they want Republicans in every in every chamber except for the White House. And so now all of a sudden that makes Trump look bad and his ego can't handle that. But if he's causing enough stir to put doubts in the minds of Republican voters and they don't go out and vote and the Democrats end up taking the Senate seats, then the president can jump around and say, ah, see, look at that. There's no way we should have lost those Senate seats. But because Brian Kemp and the rest of them didn't do anything, look at that. We lost the Senate, too, so that he can lay all the blame somewhere else, which is what he's good at is never able to look in the mirror. And you know what? The people were tired of that. It's no more complicated than that. People were tired of it. You know, people keep saying, oh, you're telling me 81 million people voted for Joe Biden? No, 81 million people voted against Donald Trump. Sorry, that's the way I see it. And the bigger problem is that with these continued uh, threats, not so much threats, but the continued criticism and demeaning of the Georgia elected officials is going to result in some potentially bad outcomes. In fact, uh, I'm going to share a story that took place this past week in Georgia where the uh, governor, Brian Kemp, Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan, and Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger uh, had their personal information put out there on the Internet and pictures with crosshair symbols over them. Okay. This isn't going to end well. So we need to get focused on the January 5th runoffs and leave the personal grievances aside. And we'll talk a little bit about that. We come back the final segment this hour. Take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Luke 2.11 tells us, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This is only good news if you need a Savior. I often wonder about something. Why would people who rely on their own works or don't even believe that the wages of their sin is death be so eager to celebrate a holiday without much regard that it is about the birth of a Savior? I pray that in this season we would remember that, yes, Jesus is the reason for the season, but there is a real need for Jesus, the Savior, in the first place. When I was 32 years old, I became aware of my need of a Savior. Jesus completely met that need. May the whole world see and experience the true blessing of knowing the Savior. If you have any comments about this or other scripture, feel free to contact me at lee at thekingdombuilders.com. That's lee at thekingdombuilders.com. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. 
So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. I grew up poor, which is even worse than being poor. See the movie, From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain. I've never shied away from hard work. Rising from poverty, he achieved the American dream. We'll all be able to say free at last. From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain. Available at SalemNow.com. Use promo code MINNEAPOLIS to save 20%. In an era of fake news and misleading headlines, turn to a leader in accurate reporting, townhall.com. Get caught up with today's top stories, find brilliant commentary from our columnists, and have a laugh with our political cartoons at townhall.com. Welcome back, AM1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. One final segment this hour, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Call us away via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. Uh, I do want to get to this piece by Eric Erickson. Again, he is a uh, founder of RedState.com, TheResurgent.com, lives in Georgia, hosts two different radio shows one in drive time during the morning and one in drive time in the evening. Uh, how does how he does five hours of radio a day? I'll never know. Uh, he uh, is an elections lawyer, so he knows of what he speaks when it comes to um, election fraud and election law, everything else. Uh, he wrote a piece this past Thursday talking about uh, activists uh, doxing GOP officials for assassination. Um, very disturbing story. I'll read an excerpt of it. A website went live Thursday morning, but has already been deleted. However, whoever started the website has taken to various alt-right websites to circulate the private information of Republican officials in Georgia for attack. It appears explicitly designed to target them for assassination. As you can see from uh, the images, which Eric posts in his piece, The targets include Governor Brian Kemp of Georgia, Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, head of voting for Georgia Gabe Sterling, and even employees of Dominion Voting Systems. The website showed their private email address, home addresses, and pictures of their homes. Each target includes a gun sight marking over their heads. This, Republicans, is what you are playing with. The left inspired James Hodgkinson to try a mass assassination of Republicans, and it looks like these nonsensical claims about stolen elections by the president and his supporters are going to get some people killed. I am not listing the website, which has already been taken down, but the images are in circulation on alt-right social sites. Um, Despicable. Despicable. And if you don't remember who James Hodgkinson is, You remember the attempted assassination of Republican members of Congress in the summer of 2017? 
This was when the Republicans were discussing uh, how to repeal Obamacare. And you had people like Bernie Sanders come out and say, well, if the, Repo- if the Republicans uh, appeal Obamacare, uh, they're going to be millions that die in the streets. I'm sounding more like Larry David, who's imitating Bernie Sanders. But you get the point. And Bernie was one of many. And this James Hodgkinson was a Bernie bro, a devout Bernie Sanders supporter. And this Hodgkinson obviously was a loon because in his mind, it's like, well, my idol Bernie Sanders is saying millions will die if the Republicans repeal Obamacare. Well, the way to keep that from happening is getting rid of members of Congress who would vote to repeal Obamacare. So he goes to this baseball field and starts shooting at Republicans. Thankfully, there were no deaths. There were, there were no deaths among the uh, Republican uh, members of Congress he shot at. Uh, Steve Scalise was mortally wounded, and uh, he had a long struggle, but thankfully he's back to health, 100% health. But the point is, it just takes one loon to internalize what is being said about these Republican elected officials to implement his own system of justice. Look, it is possible to say you don't believe your lying eyes what you see on these security cameras in these polling places and believe that, well, it doesn't make sense that people would vote to uh, elect these Georgia Republicans in Congress and the State House and the State Senate and that the Republican, all Republicans got north of 50%. If you take all the Republican votes, all Republicans got north of 50% in all these elections except for Donald Trump. You, you can question that all you want, and that's fine. But this idea that you're going to say that these Georgia elected officials are the ones responsible for allowing this to be stolen and saying that they're in cahoots with Stacey Abrams? I'm sorry, not buying it. That, that's, that, that's just nonsense. There are there are conscious objections, there are factual objections, okay, and then there are just kooky conspiracy theories like the one late the Georgia lawsuit that came through recently. That was a lawsuit that had merit, where they were ably able to identify specific voters that cast votes that they say, well, they're ineligible because of this, or they're ineligible because of that, and they have thousands of names, and they and it's enough to where it could flip the state. Okay, that was a lawsuit with merit. And that's what should have been the f- the focus from day one, except trying to revise history and go back in time before the election and do a signature audit, which could only be done before the election. But this idea that you're going to blame the Georgia governor, who has no bearing on this race, what that race whatsoever, and no constitutional authority to overturn elections and to not certify the elections. They say, well, he, he didn't have to certify the results. Yes, he did. And if he didn't certify the results, constitutionally, that would have kicked down to the lieutenant governor. And if the lieutenant governor didn't certify the results, it would have gotten kicked down further until someone in the hierarchy would have certified the election results. They were following their constitutional duty to do what they had to do. And they have no constitutional authority to overturn this. It has to be proven in in a lawsuit. And again, this this standalone suit for Georgia, not the Texas suit, but the standalone suit in Georgia that was filed early last week, that had some merit. So we'll see where it goes. Uh, we only have a minute or so left. I do want to get to Bob's call. Bob is in Shoreview. Uh, Bob, go ahead. You're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 
Uh, yeah, I believe what you said uh, about 15 minutes ago about those weren't suitcases full of votes that they were, you know, sneak sneaking in. I mean, you seem to know what you're talking about. You have information that I didn't know about. But there's one thing I disagree with, saying that Trump can't look in the mirror and accept responsibility for his faults. I believe that President Trump has been, for the last four years, responding to relentless attacks on him by the media and by sure. Democrats, Agreed. and that makes it appear that makes it appear that he's always blaming others and not able to accept responsibility. That's all I got to say. Yeah, thanks, Bob. I appreciate that. I was referring specifically uh, to going after the Georgia elected official, particularly Governor Brian Kemp. It's like, you know, that's irresponsible. And then to do so in the face of them being doxxed and to continue to go after Brian Kemp. It just doesn't make any sense. And his divisive tweets that are always causing a stir. Again, it's one thing to get speak directly to the people via Twitter, but it's another thing to put divisive things on Twitter. So, you know, I, Bob, you're 100% right. The, he has faced more relentless attacks from media, Democrat office holders, whomever, than any president. Uh, even George W. Bush, which I never thought I would see the day when someone got more heat than George W. Bush. And he was right to push back on it. But there's there's pushing back and exposing the thoroughly corrupt media for what they are. But then and then, then and it's also another thing then to be divisive. And that's what I didn't like, the divisiveness. So appreciate the call, Bob. Appreciate all the calls at uh, first hour. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back. Mere moments. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in a few. Closing time. Hi, this is Ryan with My Three Quotes. As you may already know, my company is the only free service of its kind that provides you with detailed competitive quotes on window, siding, and roofing installs from multiple local contractors after just one short meeting with me. I really wanted to thank all the Patriot listeners who worked with me to improve their homes this year. Some of you have already received big-name window quotes and saved thousands of dollars through My Three Quotes. I cannot stress enough to call me if you had a window bid that nearly gave you a heart attack. With the best pricing in the Twin Cities and zero pressure, we'll get that heart rate back to normal. For roofing, I can use satellite imaging and measurements to get you three competing quotes, whether it's storm damage or just an upgrade. Don't wait. Winter is the time to have me check it out, making sure we secure a spring installation date. Windows and siding, however, are installed all winter long, typically saving my clients even more money. So set an appointment today at GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com. She sleeps hot, even when the weather outside is frightful. Jack Frost here likes it cool. Introducing the new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, now temperature balancing, so you can sleep better together. But will it keep me asleep? Yes. It intelligently senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you both effortlessly comfortable. Will I have more energy for holiday shopping? Does Rudolph have a red nose? Don't miss our weekend special. Save up to $700 on new Sleep Number 360 Smart Beds, plus free delivery when you add a base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Hey, here's a common question. What are you going to do with your life? What's next? For high school students, graduates, and working adults ready to learn new skills to start a new career or enhance their career, there's Salem Career Hub. Online at SalemCareerHub.com. Prepare for the next step in your education. 
Get connected with top-ranked online schools and leading skills-based short-term training programs like full-stack software development from the co-founder of Apple, Steve Wozniak, to online XR programs, teaching hands-on vocational courses for HVAC, welding, plumbing, facilities management, electricians, solar, and more, all at a special reduced Salem Career Hub price. Better your life through education. Our team of education professionals are available to help you Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Central Time. Just call 866-711-6275, 866-711-6275, or visit 24-7 SalemCareerHub.com. Disappointed in your commercial cleaning? Are they continually late and just not getting it clean the way you would like? Look no further than Eli's Cleaning, your source for professional cleaning for office and medical buildings, schools, restaurants, nursing homes, apartment buildings, and turnovers. Get prompt, detailed cleaning with Eli's Cleaning. Great cleaning and done in a timely manner. Call for free estimates at 612-517-5737, Eli'sCleaningServices.com, or call 612-517-5737. AM 1280 